Section three of Library of the World's Best Mystery and Detective Stories, Volume five. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Lars Rolander. Library of the World's Best Mystery and Detective Stories, Volume five, by Julian Havthorne, Editor. Section three. Christian Lahausen's Baron by Dietrich Theden, Part Two. Lahausen was usually the first up in the morning, awakening his daughter and the rest of the household force by knocking on their doors. The morning following Dorothea's refusal of Bareg, Lahusen started up uneasily from his bed, as it seemed to him that he heard a loud knocking at the window of the inn-room which looked out upon the main street. He looked at his clock, saw that it was only five o'clock, and listened again. There it was, beyond a doubt, this time. "'Well, that is early,' he said, sprang out of bed, and drew his clothes on hastily. Five o'clock was the usual rising hour at the farm in summer, but for several weeks now the winter hour of six o'clock had been introduced. Even the early drovers did not come before six. Who could it possibly be? Bum, 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 there it was again, at the window of the inn-room. Lahusen opened his own window and called out, Yes, yes, one moment. He finished his toilet in haste and hurried down to welcome the early guest, a broad-shouldered stranger with a dark grey overcoat and a stiff black hat stood before him as he opened the door. "'Good morning. Is this Mr. Lahusen? "'Yes, I am he. "'I beg your pardon for coming so early. "'My name is Groth, police commissioner from Kiel.' "'Who? What?' asked the landlord, surprised. "'The commissioner pointed to a little shield under his overcoat and continued. "'I come on official business. May I speak to you alone?' "'Lahusen led the way to the room in surprise. "'You come on business to me?' he asked as if in doubt. The stranger took a portfolio from his pocket, searched among the papers it contained, took one out, read it, and asked, "'Is there a Baron Herbert von Wareg living here?' "'Wareg?' stammered Lahusen, astounded. "'Herbert von Wareg, as he calls himself.' "'Calls himself?' "'Will you please answer my question? Does the gentleman live here?' "'Yes, certainly.' "'Is he still in the house?' why yes in his room the commissioner smiled that's good i was afraid the bird might have flown i have an order here to arrest the baron what arrest him i'm very sorry that i have thus to disturb you and i'm sorry also to have to tell you that you have fallen into the hands of a swindler a swindler oh impossible cried lahusen in excitement the official showed him the warrant, but the letters danced before Lahusen's eyes. He could only make out the official heading and the words, Warrant for Arrest, then a strange name, Thomas Glickzeck, and beside it in brackets, Baron Herbert von Wareg, also Lieutenant Thomas von Böweck, and then finally the signature, District Attorney Rutgers. Yes, he knew that last name. The man was the brother of the landed proprietor, who was one of his customers. 
and this representative of justice was on the heels of his baron and this baron von Wareg was only thomas glitzek and a common swindler lahusen groaned and it was some time before he could control himself but then he pulled himself together and told the official to do his duty come with me he crossed a narrow corridor between the inn-room and the store and pointed to a staircase which led to the second story lead the way please said the official but be careful that the stairs do not creak they tiptoed past several doors until lahusen stopped before one of them to which he pointed the commissioner turned the knob gently and found that the door was locked he took an instrument from his pocket and opened it noiselessly they stepped inside but the bed was empty the trunk still stood in the room several suits and coats hung in the wardrobe and a half-open drawer was full of underwear the bed had not been used at all the official turned to lahusen did the man have other rooms he said evidently in bad humor no only this one the largest in the house the commissioner stepped to the window aha he exclaimed he has escaped us after all he drew up a heavy rope which was fastened to the window sill and hung down nearly to the ground you see the path he has taken that sort of man has a fine sense of danger and generally gets out in time do you know whether he received a telegram last night not that i know of we got wind of him yesterday in kiel through a woman he lived with lahusen gasped at this a polish woman very ordinary sort continued the commissioner he has neglected her since the beginning of the summer and that made her very angry he came back to her day before yesterday brought her money and told her that he would send her some regularly from now on from here the woman believed that he was deceiving her and she betrayed him to the police in this way we found out where he was but too late again well it wasn't my knocking that frightened him for he has not been to bed this night and probably left here in the late evening you see he shut the door carefully that his flight would not be discovered until as late as possible i suppose he told you all sorts of things about himself and was he in your debt also christian lahusen shook his head no even yesterday evening he paid me up for the very last days yesterday was thursday did he usually pay on that day no he usually paid his bill on saturdays how long has he been here since the beginning of the summer oh indeed during the whole time he's been away from the woman then and he paid regularly you said yes every saturday regularly but then didn't you notice the change in the day didn't you wonder why he paid yesterday lahusen was embarrassed well i'll tell you he said finally you see he was a suitor for my daughter's hand she refused him yesterday and he told us that he would leave to-day oh indeed a gleam in the commissioner's eyes showed that he was surprised at this hm he continued this refusal could hardly have caused him to run away by night and leave all his things here it was probably the fear of discovery from his other doings that caused him to hurry up with his wooing and then to flee when this last hope went back on him if i only knew how the knowledge that the woman had betrayed him reached him 
did he have any callers never that i knew of not even yesterday no that is in the night perhaps that i do not know of course when did he go to his room a little after ten i think and you heard nothing more of him no the commissioner examined the trunks and the clothes that were scattered about but could find nothing except a few loose leaves of newspapers and the photograph of a large house that looked like a castle this looks familiar he remarked isn't this prince heinrich's castle hemmelmark lahusen did not know the castle in question and stammered out that the swindler had showed him this building as his family home he took it easy replied the commissioner ironically this is a side view of hemmelmark he asked for any further information about statements the swindler had made and took down notes did he receive any money through the mails or in any other way no then i don't understand what he lived on and where he got the five hundred marks that he gave the woman yesterday he didn't have any money at all last spring he looked sharply at the innkeeper you have a very large business i understand did he manage to get in on the inside of that somehow christian lahusen changed color rob me you mean exactly lahusen beat his forehead impossible i he murmured several things to himself that were not quite polite he told his visitor of how the baron had handled the cash evenings in the store that's the explanation said the commissioner coolly with a short laugh were you quite blind paid you regularly out of your own pocket eh he took it piece by piece i suppose are you sure that he didn't take larger sums lahusen started i suppose you do not leave the money in the shop till where do you keep the larger sums in the private office behind the inn room has he ever been there sometimes he helped me with my accounts occasionally the commissioner loosened the rope from the window and closed the blinds i will close this room and keep the key you must leave everything just as i have found it and now lead me to your office lahusen hastened down the stairs a sudden idea that the swindler might have utilized the last night to carry out some big trick caused him to hurry very considerably he threw open the door and stared into the narrow room apparently everything was in perfect order and the safe untouched he left himself fall on a chair that was a fright groth looked about him carefully on a chair beside the safe he saw a little box made of wire netting such as is used as a tray for small safes he raised it did you forget to shut this in he asked lahusen sprang up why why how did that get there he took out his keys sought hastily for the key of the safe with fingers that trembled and finally opened it after one look he sprang back with a cry of horror the inside compartments were half open the bags of gold and silver the portfolio with the banknotes and the draft of the cruiser firm even the rolls of small change were all gone lahusen groaned and cursed and carried on like a madman the commissioner waited impatiently until he was somewhat calmer do you want to waken the whole house and the neighborhood and give the swindler warning he asked energetically calm yourself and answer my questions first 
this safe has been opened with a key that belongs to it or another one just like it you must have guarded your keys very carelessly you probably left it in the lock and gave him a chance to make an impression how much money was there in the safe nineteen thousand marks groaned the robbed man sinking down in a chair the commissioner seemed surprised as much as that in gold or paper three thousand in gold groaned lahusen about eleven thousand in banknotes and my god there was the draft for four thousand eight hundred the rascal forgot nothing a draft inquired the official taking down the figures when due on sight on sight that's the worst of all he'll cash it at once a sight draft have you a telegraph station here yes at the railway station i will wire at once said lahusen hastily you can leave that to me answered grot coolly to whom was the draft made out hamann and son in kiel good lord if we could only save that calm yourself you will probably get back most of the rest of it also the draft is the noose in which the criminal will hang himself grot spoke with conviction i will tell you a few hurried facts about this baron so that you may see what sort of man he was and then you must do exactly as i tell you if you want us to help you officially i shan't bother to make a long report now that will do later he closed his notebook and leaned back against the table Glicksek is an international swindler groth spoke somewhat as if he were giving a lesson but rather more quickly his last operations were carried out in vienna and he is being sought for by the russian english and prussian authorities he is one of the cleverest of his kind the police have never before had such a man to deal with he appears at places where we could by no possibility expect him to be and he disappears as completely as a meteor drops from the sky he is considered a marvel in the circles of criminals and also among the police officials what he has done here has proved that this opinion is justified let us hope that his greed and his anxiety to get as much as possible may lead him to his fate grot looked at his watch hastily it is almost half-past six already hamann and son will open their offices at nine o'clock and the swindler will probably be among the first to present his draft i will telegraph the police to notify the bank and watch for the thief there and still further i do not think that he has sought safety in further flight as yet for he may not have known of his betrayal through the woman he will take for granted that several hours will pass before his disappearance and his crime here are discovered and until then he will feel quite safe in kiel you must not warn him by any noise here until i notify you you must say nothing to anyone in this place do not let a word of your loss escape you wait as patiently as you can until to-morrow evening unless you should hear from me before then should we not find him at the bank we want to have time to search the hotels and all the criminal haunts for him before he knows that he has been discovered to-morrow evening at the very latest you will receive a telegram from me and now will you please give me a sheet of paper how will this do he read the telegram he had written important police headquarters kiel glitzek robbed safe of lahusen in brighofen fled probably to kiel watch for him at bank hamann and son will probably present draft on sight return at once myself grot 
i will be there myself a few minutes after nine he said to lahusen and took a cool official farewell lahusen found his daughter waiting for him with his morning coffee in their own little room behind the inn room the old man struggled hard to control his emotion as he did not wish his daughter to have any suspicions of what had happened during the night is everybody up he asked dorothea and then discovered that his household had taken the opportunity for a little extra morning nap he hurried from door to door calling them and then returned to the coffee-table the baron has gone away he said slowly avoiding looking at her she noticed his excitement and thought she understood it it is better so father she said quietly and softly he did not answer took a few swallows of coffee and left the room he closed and locked his plundered safe and went out to the shores of the lake the fresh autumn air cooled his heated brow and seemed to relieve his pain his blue eyes under their heavy brows glanced around but without seeing what was before them the money lost if it could not be recovered was bad enough and would cost him the profit of an entire year more perhaps for it was impossible to oversee what the thief might have taken during his evening assistance in the shop but more than all that he felt keenly the foolish part which the swindler had forced him to play in his own house a part that would now make him the laughing-stock of the entire village and then the thought of his daughter that was the worst of all had the rascal dared to pretend affection for her simply for the sake of the chance to rob the house or should the sweet girl really have made an impression on the criminal and had he really the intention of marrying her of carrying disgrace into a respectable family lahusen rejoiced that his child had not been carried away by a title and the appearance of wealth and that her sensible straightforward nature had felt sufficient dislike of the man to refuse him in spite of his amiability the natural impatience with which lahusen awaited the evening of the following day grew from hour to hour as the appointed time came and went without the news for which he was so anxiously waiting as the evening neared its end he sought to console himself by the thought that the official might not have wished to content himself with a telegram and that the following morning would surely bring him a letter he did not sleep at all that night arose early the following morning and went to the post-office before the usual delivery hour there were but a few letters for him none of them from grot lahusen staggered to the waiting-room of the railway station which was still quite empty and tried to collect his thoughts what should he do should he wait longer or should he telegraph himself yes he would do that the gentleman at the police station would not be surprised at his natural impatience he found a telegraph blank in the anteroom of the office went back into the waiting-room and wrote the following police headquarters keel please ask commissioner grot for news whether glitchek has been arrested and stolen money saved he signed his full name paid for his telegram without heeding the astonished expression of the operator and returned to his home the answer came just as he had seated himself for his breakfast he opened the envelope hastily and read christian lausen brighofen commissioner groth unknown here no information regarding glitchek robbery received police headquarters keel 
Lahusen staggered, handed the telegram to his daughter, and explained it stammeringly. Twice betrayed by the thief and by his accomplice, he groaned as the full consciousness of the truth burst upon him. Dorothea accompanied him to the telegraph station. Was, was there a telegram sent to the police station in Kiel yesterday morning early, sent by Commissioner Groth about a robbery in my house? he asked of the operator. Groth? A robbery in your house? repeated the official, looking through the file of the last two or three days. No, I can't find anything, he said finally. Lahusen wired to Hamann and Son about the draft. The answer, which was received almost immediately, read, Draft 4,800 presented yesterday morning by Baron von Wareg. Claimed to be your son-in-law and money paid to him. If any trouble, let us know, Hamann and Son. Of course, of course, groaned Lahusen. The thief knew that he would be discovered, and he warded off pursuit and gained two or three days by the help of his accomplice. A very clever trick. The two rascals are probably safe over the frontier with their booty by now. The news about the swindler baron and the robbery ran like wildfire through the quiet village, and the peasants gathered in scores in the inn-room. They talked, disputed, told of their own distrust and warnings, asserted that they had known all about it all along, and shrugged their shoulders over the so easily deceived Lahusen. They were sorry for him, but they declared that his punishment had not been undeserved. The real police called in too late, took great interest in the affair but all they could do was to declare that all the talk about the marvel and the well-known international swindler was an invention of the imaginative accomplice. There were no records of any such person on the police lists, but Lahusen remembered his baron for many a year, long after he had overcome the actual money loss. When he forgot himself and began to lay down the law to his friends at the inn, the shrewd peasants would receive his dictatorial advice with an amused smile, and would remark, Not even the Pope is infallible, they say. Remember your Baron von Wareg, Christian. End of section 3 Read by Lars Rolander